funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Said improv riffing, callers and sketches, characters and interviews, and there's some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest people I know. Hello, world. Welcome to the funniest people I know. I'm George Kaloris, and here with me today are my fantastic favorite funny co-hosts, Alexandria Sweat. Hello. And Abigail Williams. <laughs> Sorry, you caught me off guard with all those F words. <laughs> yeah. I'll I take it all. Thank you. Wanted to just up the game even more. You Those guys really do make me laugh every Thank week. you. Those are the nicest F words I've ever been called. And granted, <laughs> it's weird to call somebody the F word, but it happens. What other F words are you been called, Abigail? Alex, I'm not going to go into it here, but not everybody just... loves me the same as you guys. I'll just <gasps> okay. say that. I can't okay. imagine. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to kick off the episode the way we do each week with a round of what's making you laugh. We're going to share a story and then pick one to dive into. Abigail, what's making you laugh this week? This week, I'm laughing at a New Jersey house cleaner who accidentally broke into the wrong home. Oh, oh, that sounds funny. I'm intrigued. <laughs> I'm laughing at selling candy to the baby. Oh, okay. The baby. I'm okay. mad at the baby. Okay. <laughs> Alex, what are you laughing at? I'm laughing at my efforts of fasting and detoxing and nutrition all during the summertime. It's a journey. Are you sad laughing? (laughs) I guess we can't know. It depends. All right, what are we voting for? I want to know more about your story, Abigail. What about you, Alex? Hmm... I want to talk about the detoxing on the show. It's such a journey. I'm torn. I really want to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like we're talking about a detox. Have you guys ever detoxed? Yes. Oh, yeah. No, it's the worst. This is this 10-day detox by a woman named J.J. Smith, who's a nutritionist. You do all this stuff with greens and cleansing and making these smoothies. And the smoothies aren't that bad. There are a lot of fruits that I like, strawberries, mangoes, pineapples. All those things are tasty, right? Here's the tricky part. Right now, I'm doing a job where lunch is provided. And it's really hard just to try to stay on track. Like It's really hard just to be focused. Today was Chick-fil-A day at work. There is no worse feeling than being on some sort of diet or restricted food plan than having to pass up a free meal. It's painful on a really spiritual level for me. Especially if there's nuggets. Thank you. Yeah, nuggets. It's Chick-fil-A. Someone else paid for me to eat this. I'm just feels wrong. Spicy chicken sandwiches, regular chicken sandwiches, chicken wraps. It is so hard. Fortunately, I was saved by the fact that I had a lot of work and everyone else got the chicken sandwiches, so I was left with a vegan salad. And fortunately, fruits are good. And the salad I had, the dressing, I felt like I was eating a cheeseburger. Dang, that's a solid salad. I want to dive into this more. What kind of detox are you on exactly? (laughs) (laughs) That smoothie that I had for breakfast and I'm about to have for dinner cancels out the ranch. I just need the audience to pray for me over the next 10 days. Abigail, George. I might pray for your coworkers. 
Yeah, that's a solid <laughs> plan. George covers the coworkers. I'll pray for you, Alex. Our listeners Thank can you. pray for whatever, I guess. They can pray for all. Of not what? Uh, uh, no, no, not at all. We need to she be said specific. She needs specific, <laughs> specific. I appreciate you guys letting me vent about this detox, Abigail. A vote I a vote. want to go on the ranch dressing detox, too. Yeah, that's the kind of detox I want to be involved in. Can you have buffalo chicken wings with your ranch dressing detox? <laughs> No. What? Let me tell Unless you this. It's like cauliflower. No, no. I have done three full whole thirties in my life. If you don't know what that is, it basically all you can eat are meat, fruit, and vegetables. Can't mm-hmm. have dairy, no soy, no alcohol, la la la. Wings saved my life on the whole thirty because you can mix <laughs> ghee with Frank's hot sauce and slap it all over some wings. And let me tell you something, cook them up with some mm. potatoes and you don't feel like you're dying. So maybe think about a whole 30 next time. Though mm. if you're vegan, don't because it's definitely not that. That was just a blip in time, that vegan salad. <laughs> <laughs> Go into the chapel and we're gonna get mad. It's wedding season. It feels like everybody's getting married these days. I'm assuming it's because everybody put their plans on hold and now are just busting at the seams ready to have weddings. Yeah, this is true. I was talking to a friend of mine this week who's planning her wedding, and we got onto the topic of the worst wedding guests you could invite, and I wanted to share some of our insights with you. I would definitely like Mm. to hear this because I have probably been to about 50 weddings in the last five years, which is a lot. That's a lot of people. It's expensive to go to all these weddings, but I want to hear about these guests. In order of horrible to the absolute worst, Mm -hmm. I start first with the chatty orator, that obnoxious friend or drunkle that takes the mic and gives some long-ass speech. Oh, man. I'm embarrassed already. My toes are curling because I hate this guy. (laughs) I I mean, or girl. It's so uncomfortable. It's so awkward. It just goes on. Somebody cut the mic. Who's in charge here? That's my question. (laughs) Exactly. Every time. And everybody's looking at each other wondering that. I was once at a wedding where the step-uncle hijacked the mic for 15 minutes, gave a speech in which he divulged the details behind both of his divorces. I hope he was drunk for an excuse. He was, for sure, but I couldn't understand why no one was stopping him. Yeah, there's got to be a way. You need the right kind of DJ or MC Mm -hmm. who knows how to tactfully be like, thank you so much, what a great story. Here's to the next guy, moving along. Next, (laughs) the Debbie Downer. Sad, mm. bitter, perpetually single, eager to discuss uh, the dark underbelly of marriage. The dark underbelly of marriage. <laughs> this is the guest who takes bets on how long the couple will last. I know this person. Oh. And Kevin and I got engaged. I was working at a Starbucks. And there was a regular who came in. We got along great before this moment. She comes in, sees my engagement ring, looks at me and goes, let me know when you're ready to sell that thing. I'll be ready to buy it and pawn it off for you. And I was like, wow. We hadn't yes. even been engaged for a day before Debbie Downer's knocking oh my at my God. door. It was shocking. Then you have the Lush. You had them at open bar. That's exactly where they're parking it for the whole reception. <laughs> the Lush's goal is to take full advantage of your generosity and make okay. you regret inviting them. Yeah. At my wedding, I gave the bartender photos of the Lushes. 
and was like, do Get not over-serve these people. <laughs> but then the Lushes outsmarted me. They got the bartender drunk by getting him to take shots with them. Get out. And then he threw yes. me under the bus. He's like, y'all are cool. I don't know why George warned me about you. Oh, my gosh. At your own wedding. At my own you're wedding. fired. Yes. You're getting no tip from me. And you're drunk on the job. Next is the thirsty groomsman. He showed up eager. He knows yep. he's not going home alone. Mm. This is the guy mm. that makes a move on every bridesmaid, sorority sister, or great aunt at the wedding. Yes. The last wedding yep. I was in, I had to walk down the aisle with this guy as oh, I'm nursing no. a one-month-old. Oh, I mean, no. I'm literally taking breaks to go nurse in between all the festivities, and this man cannot stop hitting on me. And, uh, <laughs> he's all like, it, how you doing? It was not a beautiful sight. I was like, this guy is so full of it. He was so drunk. I don't know that he knew who all he was hitting on it that day. Then you have the two worst. And I had a hard time ranking which of these are worst. But I think the next to last worst are the no-shows. These are the assholes that RSVP. <laughs> you pay all that money for them yes. to eat, drink, okay. and have yes. a freaking yeah. chair. Yes. And then they have the nerve to just not show up. Right. Mm. Uh-uh. Yeah. Crap. They- they yeah. always give some BS excuse like, oh, I had an emergency. My grandma right. died. But you know, good and well, they were just sitting on their ass, too lazy to put on pants. That's exactly right. I paid money for you to be here besides the whole envelope stamp and addressing business, which I won't even get into. But chairs cost at least $5 per guest. I pay for your ass to be here. And Show I didn't up. invite other people. Because I couldn't afford exactly. it. So you better show up if you say you're going to show up. It's if you go to a funeral next week. Valid. Yeah, we'll believe hmm. it. And yeah. you're forgiven, absolved. I need Goodbye. to see a tombstone on Instagram. Yeah. Where's the obituary? What do we get? I had this happen to so many friends that when I got married, I joked that I was going to invoice people if they didn't show. And then I'd laugh and I'd be like, I'm just kidding. But I will take it as a statement of defiance against gay marriage. Oh, my God. We had 100% of our RSVP show up. You are terrible and wonderful. I love it so much. George! The worst of the worst, the cheapskates. These guests can kiss my ass. I know where you're going with this. They come, they eat, they drink, they dance, they go for seconds at the buffet, they drink all the champagne, and then they peace out with not a gift left behind. Mm -hmm. Not a present, not a gift card. Didn't buy nothing, didn't look at the gift registry, didn't even, honestly, they probably just wandered into the wedding somehow. You got to keep your broke ass home. If you should (laughs) give at least what you think the value of your meal was as a gift so that couple can break even. That's right. Or you you shouldn't go to a wedding. 100%. We have a couple great guests joining us this week. They're a dynamic duo, often called the prom queen and king of Atlanta comedy. From Mm. the mighty shorts, we have Lauren Barash and Lucas Scott. Hey, guys. How are you doing? What's up? Fantastic. (laughs) Happy to be here. I have to just say it. It's bearish like that of a bear. Yes. Tell everyone, Warren, your name deserves to be spoken properly. Well, we're really glad to have you guys on the show. We've mentioned Mighty Shorts before many times, so our audience is somewhat familiar. 
But Lauren, mm-hmm. you're one of the founders, so I thought maybe you could tell us a bit about Mighty Shorts and what you guys are doing. Totally. We started January 2020. It was a group of sketch writers, performers, producers, just people trying to create short-form comedy. We had a couple of teams that were already formed and a couple of individuals that had some experience. We were like, let's create this collective where we don't have the overhead of a venue and we have creative autonomy for all the writers and the teams, but we can market under one brand name and have all the same level of quality of show. We had our first show in January of 2020. And then did you guys hear that there was a pandemic? I'm sorry. Uh, right? It was March of last year. I yeah. must have missed that. Oh. Hibernation. Oh. I think I missed it. God, that explains a lot. There. Yeah, that happened. Everything shut down, but we got to perform outside, which was pretty awesome throughout yes. the summer. Mm-hmm. But it made for a weird launch of a brand. So right. this year, we've been doing some performances at Wild Heaven on the West End. That's a brewery, right? It's a brewery, yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, okay. that's a lot Thanks, Anna Show. Always a win. Yeah. Yes, a good vibe. It's a huge space. It's really cool. They've got awesome audio and sound and lighting, and we can do set changes and costumes, all this stuff that was really difficult to do when performing outside. That's awesome. What's the current show you have going on? The show we're doing right now is the Mighty Shorts Summer Blockbuster. And actually, we've got mm-hmm. Lucas directing the show. Awesome. All of the sketches are inspired by summer blockbuster hit movies. Give us an example oh, okay. of the summer blockbuster. Yeah. A little bit of a mix. Some classics in there, and then we got one from this past summer. We do got a little In the Heights parody. Oh, that's fun. We have a couple of star-studded cameos. The Governor is going to be there. Okay, okay. Yeah, we have a famous animal actor from a very famous blockbuster who is Ooh. also excited because it's Shark Week. I won't say anymore. Ooh, I can't say anymore. Oh, dang. <laughs> uh, okay. We had to get a dance choreographer, a fight choreographer. All, we're bringing out all the bells. And oh, the bells. wow, that's awesome. That's I cannot nice. wait to see this. Where can people find Mighty Shorts and follow you? Go to Mighty Shorts Comedy, Instagram, or Facebook. That's your best bet. But also our website where you can get ticks, MightyShorts.com. That would be tickets, not Lyme disease. <laughs> we're very into cute things in this house, so we're very into shortening words. Tickets become ticks. I love it. Stuff. At one mm. point, my husband was doing that with his best friend, and they ended up shortening water to H. As no. in a variation no, of H2O. So, so they cut that's, it to H. That's, that's, that's too much. I just really wanted to give that much. to you. That's a gift for me to you. That sounds like a drug. <laughs> yeah. yeah no comment. Like it's... <laughs> it's water, guys. It's water. Am I going to see the infinite beyond if I take a little bit of H? I can't <laughs> confirm or it's deny. Speaking of seeing wonderful and exciting new things, we have a writer's graveyard piece from Lauren. Is that right? That is correct. Lauren Barish. George, do you want to explain what our writer's graveyard is? This is where we unearth and read a piece of writing that got buried in a drawer and never got to see the stage for some reason or another. What have you brought for us this week, Lauren? It's called Living My Best Virtual Life. Lucas read it, but I didn't bring it to writer's room or anything like that. I wrote it, and then he read it out loud, and I was like, 
This is kind of dark and maybe more of like a journal entry than a sketch. <laughs> We've all been there. I feel like I just got a lot off my chest, but I'm not sure others really need to read all that. Yeah, it's one of those that I read and I was like, are you, are you okay? Are we good? Are we good? Are you okay? And I'm like, pour me another. Shut up. Okay. Bye. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's great. I mean, oh, I it's not, but, you know, it's great, but you know, okay. Well, thank you for <laughs> letting us dive into this. Do you want to cast this for us? Abigail, will you be Bethany? George, will you be Jim? Okay. And Alex, will you be Carol? Yeah. And Lucas, you be Raymond. And I'll read the stage directions. This is, is that Live Your Best Virtual Life by Lauren Barish. Interior, home office, day. Bethany sits in front of her computer settles in to her personal vibe, and starts speaking to the camera. You guys, good morning. I know it's been a while, but I'm back. If you're feeling disconnected and socially deprived like I was feeling, I'm here to tell you there is a way out. I'm living my best virtual life, and I know you can too. And no, Carol, the answer is not Zoom happy hours. Thirsty. What's that, Jim? You're breaking up. I think he was saying he gets thirsty for booze. Jim, me too. I mean, drinking alone is fine. It's a pandemic. Don't be hard on yourself. <laughs> if you want to drink and live your best virtual life, drink while scrolling Facebook and comparing your life to everyone else. <laughs> it feels great. I need to get out. Out in the fresh air? Yes, that's so important. Walk every day. If the screams of loneliness sound deafening, it's normal. It's a pandemic. Turn up your headphones and live your best virtual life. My friends. Oh, you mean your old friends? <laughs> you can't see any of your old friends, but you can make new friends. Essential friends. It's a pandemic. Remember? No, my friends are going to come looking for me. No, they're not. Everyone must stay home. We see Raymond, a teenager, Carol, a landscaper, and Jim, an Amazon delivery guy, all tied up. It looks like <laughs> brightly colored makeup on all of their faces. There is a tea party set up in front of them along some creepy doll. <laughs> I need to get out of here. I've got work. Work? <laughs> <laughs> You've got work? You didn't seem to give a shit about work when I was in my Zoom meeting and you were running that leaf blower. <sighs> but we're all living our best virtual lives together now in deep, essential friendship. Bethany looks to camera and puts makeup on her face like a crazy person. We're not your friends. We're hostages in your basement. For as many times as your Amazon truck shows up on my block, I figured we were best friends. It would be fine if every dog in the neighborhood didn't start barking the second you appear. It's enough to make a person go completely mad. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I like dogs. I have a dog. It's the perfect dog for living my best virtual life. <laughs> It's a pandemic. Bethany lifts up a stuffed animal dog to camera and pets it like a total psychopath. This is illegal. Wait till my mom hears this. You think your mom still has a sense of hearing after listening to you try to learn to play piano? If I can hear the same four notes over and over and over from next door, her ears must be pouring out blood from inside the same house. Let me suggest to you a silent hobby. Like biting your cuticles. Bethany holds up her fingers to the camera, 
They are bloody and scabby. She smiles. Total nutcase. <laughs> Just living my best life, my very best virtual life with my most essential friends. She puts on mascara and smears it down her cheeks. Suddenly, there's a pounding on the door. Police burst in. Bethany Hagel, we have a warrant for your arrest. You have the right to remain silent. We see Bethany get handcuffed and the abducted people released from her basement as the super appears on the screen. Moderna, because life side effects are worse. <laughs> Lauren. Lauren, that's fantastically terrifying. I yeah. love it. It is yeah. dark, but in the best ways possible. I see this on some sort of adult swim. Yes. The scabby bloody cuticles is killer. You can see my fingers right now. Just hit too close to home. You have to know that I live a Hannah Montana life where I've got this corporate hack job by day and then do the comedy stuff by night. So it's like mm. sitting at the desk all day. And it is not a joke when I tell you that my neighbor is trying to learn to play the piano right next oh, to my head. <laughs> oh, man, I'm so oh. sorry. As oh, a piano no, teacher, Lord. I do understand what you're going through, and I am sorry for you. When it's not your own yeah. child that you love, it's just almost impossible. Well, we made it through, guys. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas is like, hey, babe, we're not going to show this to our friends. <laughs> That's really funny. Thank you for sharing nah, I love that. it. I hope this episode is never used as evidence anywhere. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm kind of banking on it. Banking on it. He's bringing my little crumbs mom, everywhere. Mom, are you listening? Mom, I'm fine. I'm blinking a lot. I'm, I'm fine, Mom. I'm, I'm fine. We're having fun, right, guys? Yeah, 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 baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's time again for the versus battle. These battles are inspired by the versus battles that were popular on Instagram last year. That was when musicians would battle out their song books. We've evolved the segment, and now we're battling everything. This week, <laughs> the battlers are Abigail versus Alexandria. <clears throat> Lauren, Lucas, and I, we're going to be judges. What are you guys battling this week? This week, we are battling two of the hottest brands to ever grace this land. We are battling Coke versus Pepsi. Oh, wow. Okay. Let's get into it. I'm representing Coke. And I am representing Pepsi. We're going to go category by category, and we're going to make the decision of who is the winner, Coke versus Pepsi. First category, best water. Pepsi, we know them for a dark soda. However, they make Aquafina and Life Water, but Life Water is that water. First of all, it's in the name, Life. It comes in a nice, fancy bottle and it has sleek, stealth, black and clear label and the font is all slender. Once again, the name Life is in the title, Life Water. That sounds almost like holy water, spiritual water, water <laughs> water. Wow. Okay. A lot of nerve. Life water. What you got, Abigail? I could go with smart water, which competes in a pretty <laughs> parallel way. But I decided to opt for one of life's most popular and poppin' brands of water right now, Topo Chico. Oh, wow. I didn't know was that Topo Chico is owned by Coke. 
This premium sparkling mineral water has been bottled at the source in Mexico since 1895. Topo Chico joined the Coca-Cola family in 2017. The company has taken steps to bring this beloved brand to more people across the United States while preserving its heritage. In addition to its flagship product, Topo Chico, it also is offered with a twist of lime or a grapefruit flavor. Now, for those water drinkers out Mm. there, grapefruit and lime are definitely the most popular. Anybody I know who drinks Topo Chico swears by it. They're spending 2 to $3 at a restaurant on water. That alone should sell the case. This is too fancy. I need to vote for it. You don't get to vote first. Yeah, you got me. Topo Chico is my drink of choice right now. I'm voting for Abigail. How about you guys? I'm going to go life water. I just love cute things. I see all the water side by side. It's the cutest. And when you're right, you're right. So I'm going life. Thank you. Thank you. All right. You're our deciding factor, Lucas. Tiebreaker. I'm not saying this just because of the relationship that Lauren and I, I knew have. it. I knew this was going to be a factor. <laughs> it's not even about that. First of all, the I label of Topo, that- Chico, Topo Chico is delightfully cute. You have finished your argument. <laughs> it's Abigail. so unforgettable that you just called it a different name. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. A five-year-old drinking is- a Topo Chico in a car yesterday. It ain't unforgettable. Did he also have a polo on and an escrow account? It- Topo Chico's trying too hard. That's all I'm saying. Life water is water. It's just being water. And Topo Chico is spicy water, which is not technically water. While it is very much so not unanimous, Pepsi wins a point in this one. (laughs) Second round, best snacks. Did y'all know that Pepsi owns Frito-Lays? That just drops the mic, okay? You got Cheetos. You got Doritos. You have Ruffles. What hasn't Frito-Lays touched? Frito-Lays is synonymous with snack. Okay, Abigail, what's Coke got? Coke does not actually own any business that does not have a beverage. But Mm. their best snack contender in this case would be the innocent brand Seriously Strawberry Smoothie. Frito-Lays are delicious. There's no doubt. But have you ever read the ingredients in those things? Toxic Garbage. I'll say it nicely because I eat them. Delicious and terrible. But you can drink this seriously strawberry smoothie. It's delicious. It's good for you. And in a world populated by Coke and Pepsi, who arguably sell some of the worst health drinks out there, it's nice and refreshing to have a snack that you can have and feel better about and physically better afterwards. And Alex, since you're on this detox, I think you might want to check out Innocent. Seriously, strawberry smoothie. <laughs> Judges, what do you oh, say? Man. Some smoothie or some smoothie? That's biased. That's biased <laughs> presumption. You're looking at me like I should know what you're thinking <laughs> no, in this. I'm just curious what you're gonna say. I know, and I'm curious what you're gonna say. Well, you have to go first. I have to go first this time. That's what he said. All right, fine. Ah, come on, baby, you can do that. <laughs> Listen, here's the thing. Let's just weigh it out. Frito Lay's. Mm-hmm. I think about. Bandito pies, I think about those Frida's corn chips, and those kind of make me feel gross, but they taste great. The smoothies, I always want to do it, but I never do. So if I'm talking about tasty snacks, as much as I want to go the awesome smoothie. Nobody said the word tasty. We said best. Oh, best. You're really fighting hard, which is why I feel so bad for saying I'm going to go with Pepsi on this one. 
when you started talking about Fritos and I'm going to Fox Brothers Frito Pie. Mm. Mm. However, in a practical world, if I'm sitting at my desk and I'm like, I need a snack, I'm probably not going to go Cheetos, Doritos, or Fritos. I'm probably going to hit up that smoothie in a midday energy needs state. Mm, Thank you. I've never had this seriously strawberry you speak of, but I'm intrigued. I want to go Coke. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you. George. Oh, no, it's Frito. I think we know from the way that he presented it that he was always biased. And I can't consider this True. I was biased true. from the minute you said they didn't have a snack. I was like, well, I guess they lost. I didn't say they didn't have a snack. I said they didn't have food. There's yeah. a difference. I don't want a beverage snack. I want okay. a food. Okay. We're moving on. Round three is best drink on the menu. So who has the best drink out there? Is it some one of the Coke brands or one of the Pepsi brands? Abigail, you want to take this one first? It's mm. for sure the Coke brand, and it is called Pib Extra. I am a huge Dr. Pepper fan, which most people think is owned by Pepsi, but it is actually not. It is usually mm. sold side-by-side side Pepsi products, but they do not own it. But Coke came out with Pib, which they now call Pib Extra, as something to rival Dr. Pepper. If I am given the choice between Dr. Pepper and Pib, I always choose Pib Extra. It is an intensely flavored, refreshing spicy cherry alternative to regular cola. It was made to compete with Dr. Pepper in Waco, Texas, and it was meant for the American South. It's got the best flavor. It's spicy. It's delicious. It's refreshing. I think it's the best that Coke has to offer. That was cute, Abigail, but I'm about to come in with a juggernaut. Gatorade. What? Mountain Dew? You played Gatorade? Sorry, I'm a judge. I'm saying impartial. This is developed by university physicians for the Florida Gators back in 1965. It's a drink developed for a sports team. It was developed for them to be machines. And it's now the official sports drink of the NFL. (laughs) Come on. But you'll find plenty of ordinary office workers grabbing a bottle to refuel their electrolytes. Who hasn't grabbed a Gatorade after a hangover, especially when it's cold? It just refreshes you. Boop, 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 boop. That's what Gatorade does to you. It replenishes you. Lucas. I am not a sports person. It's so toxic. It's so barbaric. It's fine. I get it. But I don't like Gatorade. It's disgusting. I don't like Gatorade because it's a sports drink. I'm bitter. I'm upset about it. Yes, tell us more. I always loved Dr. Pepper and Pib Extra growing up. I will say Pib Extra is not as spicy and as crisp as Dr. Pepper. It is like the sweeter cousin of that. And so Mm. I'm going to have to go with Pib Extra. I see you, Lucas. That's fine. I didn't know you had that feeling about Gatorade. I knew you had that feeling about sports, but I think Gatorade can also fuel musical theater programs, babe. Don't, don't do this. Thank you. Brand brand. need electrolytes. There is a brand called Ulta, which is clean electrolytes, not crap like what they put in Gatorade and Powerade. I'm just saying. You just got to get the zero sugar-free. It's <laughs> in words. Hey, I'm going to go Gatorade. Lauren. I've never had Pib Extra. I'm shocked at you, Lauren. I'm going to be I've honest never with you. had it. But I did play basketball in middle school, and that was cool, like when you throw Gatorade on the coach. And I know you throw it because it's we trash. Didn't do that. It's garbage. <laughs> you throw I, trash on people. You're not missing much with Pib Extra. 
it's not as good as Dr. Pepper. Just putting it out there. It's not. I disagree. definitely thought, Alex, Strongly. you were about to take this category because I thought you were going to throw down Mountain Dew or Dr. Pepper, but you went and played the Gatorade card. Gatorade is disgusting. It tastes like sweat. I only have it when I'm sick. The last time I drank Gatorade, I had COVID. And so I absolutely wholeheartedly vote against Gatorade. I didn't know Thank so you. many people had strong feelings against Gatorade. <laughs> I didn't know you had such a strong feeling about the taste of sweat. <laughs> now we go to the big category, the best cola, Coke versus Pepsi. Pepsi Cola is literally legendary in my family. My mother drinks it. Leon drinks it. Every black person I know drinks it. So I feel like it's a cultural drink. We know that Pepsi is a delightful drink. Also, sometimes Coke is doing too much. Coke is just aggressively sweet. It cleans batteries. I've never seen anyone clean a battery with a Pepsi. When you drink a Coke, it feels like it's cleaning the battery of your inside. I have to stand by Pepsi. The drink and the flavor of it blends beautifully with brown liquors. Try it out. Abigail. Pepsi has always and will always taste like the off-brand version of Coke. (laughs) It's weirdly loose in the mouth. It gives me the same impression as licorice. There's a few people out there who love it, and the rest of us are cowering and cringing in the corner going, why did anyone make me try this? Coke started originally with a recipe that included cocaine. Now, Mm. I don't advocate for the use of drugs or cocaine. In fact, I've never used a drug in my life outside of medications prescribed by my doctor. But it started as a legal pep-in-your-step drink. It was supposed to be medicinal and delightful. The original recipe called for some cocaine, caffeine, sugar, lime juice, orange oil, nutmeg, coriander. It was a weird mixture. But it's gravitated to something that is so pristine that there is a perfect temperature to serve Coke at. And who doesn't love Coke in a glass bottle? If Mm. that doesn't put a refreshing Mm. image in your mind, I don't know what does. For me, it always has, and it always will be, Coke. I should say Coca-Cola Classic. You know, so we're not (laughs) not cocaine. Lauren, you want to take this one first? What's your vote? This is an easy one for me. I'm an ATL girl, and it's... An ice-cold Coca-Cola classic through and through every time. I'm ATL strong. I feel you. (sighs) My vote is so biased. It's ATL pride. I could never vote for Pepsi in this. Abigail, you didn't even have to sell us with cocaine. You guys could have told me that 10 minutes ago. Yeah, you could just ask (laughs) where we're from. How about you, Lucas? Alex, I'm so sorry. You actually made the decision for me because you called Coke aggressively sweet, which is... (laughs) Kind of my brand. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Gotta go with Coke. Oh, man. Oh. All right. I totally agree with that landslide on behalf of Coke for that one. Last round, we've got a tie right now. This round will take it. The best outside company they own. Coke owns a myriad of drink companies, one of them being Minute Maid. 
I grew up drinking Minute Maid. Minute Maid sells those frozen juice things. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? You buy frozen juice in the frozen department, and then you add water to it. Oh, the concentrates? The concentrates, and it becomes juice. I grew up in a poor family, and this was for sure our method of juice every day. So when I see Minute Maid, it comes down to a purely nostalgic and sentimental memory of me sitting on the counter squashing down that ice-cold concentrate of orange juice until it was ready to be served. It was delicious, refreshing. I still enjoy a good old Minute Maid orange juice. That's my favorite brand that Coke owns. That is not Coke. What Pepsi got? This was a really, really hard decision for me because Pepsi owns food, and I love food. Mm, Yes, (sighs) me too. One of my favorite snacks are pita chips. And Pepsi owns Stacy's Pizza Chips. In the late 90s, Stacy Madison and her partner used to give away leftover scraps of pita bread to customers waiting in line at their food cart in Boston. The chips quickly took on a life of their own. PepsiCo bought Stacy's wholesale business in 2006. And by that point, the company was selling nearly $65 million in pita chips. My random thing that Pepsi owns is Stacy's Pita Chips. Minute Maid versus Stacy's Pita Chips. <laughs> this is a tough one, but when Abigail was talking about nostalgia, I'm sitting here seeing my mom making margaritas. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. I never even thought about That's that. That's a good idea. Girl. You know, some moms got that pie recipe. My mom's got that margarita recipe. I love it. I'm going to your mom's house. (laughs) Absolutely. So I want to go Minute Maid for the margaritas. Lucas, how about you? Dang. We are a dip people. You're right. Pretzel things. It's like the pita chips are a little on the thick side. But hummus. She's giving her testimony, Lucas. Move on. You're right. You're right. I'm going to go pita chips all the way. I'm a savory person all the way. I love that pimento cheese, that hummus, that... Buffalo chicken dip? Come on. Abigail, I'm really happy that you had this experience with made orange juice and that it brings you nostalgia. I'm just so happy you have that, but I really hate it. And I use it as an example of, I hate this orange juice. But then, Daisy's pita chips can kiss my ass. But then I thought of Minute Maid frozen lemonade you get at festivals. And that's the bomb. I'm... Voting for Frozen Lemonade by Minute Maid. Oh, Giving Coke the round and the win. Y'all actually scared me that Coke might lose, and we live in Atlanta. And I started getting scared. I was like, I can't believe I'm so trash at this that I'm going to lose Coke's face. I was so scared. Oh. Imagine how the audience feels. That cliffhanger was intense. Man. <sighs> Thank you to our judges. Next versus battle, I will be challenging Abigail. So we'll be All doing right. that in a few weeks. All right. I do not look forward to it. These are stressful. <laughs> <laughs> this has been another episode of Funniest People I Know. Thank you so much to Lauren Barish and Lucas Scott for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks. Please make sure to follow Mighty Shorts Comedy on Instagram and Facebook. We record for the Georgia Radio Reading Service. Thank you to producer Jane Boynton, who edits the show. Thank you, Jane. Thank you, Jane. Thank you, Jane.
If you enjoy the show, please like, review, subscribe, and share it with a friend. We're available on every podcast, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, and Pandora. You can email us at funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at funniestpeopleiknow. Have a hilarious week. See you next time. Bye.